At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You're listening to The Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development, showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass, and Unfiltered podcast. My guest today is Victoria Evans. She started her career in the corporate world with a prominent Fortune 500 company in the beauty industry in Montreal, Canada. During this time, her challenges related to eating disorders, mental health, extreme dieting, and over-exercising became a catalyst for creating a solution to an issue millions of women deal with today. As a successful intuitive coach, she is disrupting the wellness industry through her fundamental science-based approach. Victoria helps countless women heal their relationship with food by optimizing their mindset for a happier and healthier lifestyles. All the way from Ontario, Canada. Thank you so much for joining me. And guys, check out her links in the show notes below. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to get to talk with you today. So thank you. Of course. So I'd like to go ahead and just start back to like when you had that first epiphany, like will you tell that story of how you found out, you know what, this is what I need to do to help other women. Yeah. So it was interesting. I spent my whole life thinking that I had to be perfect in order to connect with people and then found out on my journey that, you know, it was rather through being imperfect and being vulnerable and showing up myself that I was able to connect. And so I was starting to share my journey of recovering from eating disorders and healing online. And then I started to have people reaching out to me and they resonated with my story. They, you know, they were going through it. They wanted some help, some support. And I thought, oh my God, is my being vulnerable? Is my being open and honest for the first time in my life, the answer to everything, right? And all of a sudden things just started to fall into place where people were messaging me like, yeah, I would, I would love to, you know, how did you do it? I'd love to work with you to understand what that looks like. And so I took on different beta clients basically to test out my program. Like, is this just working for me or is this, you know, for everyone I can kind of bring them through it. And thankfully it was, you know, everyone was able to really get through the program in an incredible way. I'm a science-based intuitive being coach. So taking a science-based approach, which is a bit more unique. So that was kind of that moment where I realized like, wow, being vulnerable and open and and honest can lead to creating a life that you love in ways that you could never expect. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, when you first did your beta group, like how many people did you like, how long did you test them out for? 
Yeah. So I had seven women go through my beta testing and it was at the time it was a 10 week program. Mm -hmm. It has now changed to a 12 week program just because I started to add things and evolved a little bit here and there, but yeah. So I'd meet with them every single week. I explained to them beforehand, like, look, this is totally free, but in exchange, I need some feedback. I'd like some testimonials, like super open, super honest. And they were super up for it. Right. They were ready to go on this journey. They're really invested in it. And so it was such an incredible way for me to validate what had changed my own life by helping other people. And even though it was, I was just doing it for free, you know, the feeling of helping other people with what you've experienced and kind of moving them along in a way that helped you. It was just the most empowering and incredible experience of my entire life. I'm like, oh my gosh, can I do this for a career? And then, you know, it all kind of started to kick off and then I did. And I'm so grateful that I got to do it every single day, just help women transform their life. It's so rewarding. What are some of the things like since you started that you're seeing now, especially with the pandemic, how many people have actually like gained weight due to COVID? Because I mean, I've talked to a few people about it personally. And I mean, I didn't, I, I gained like, I had seasonal affective disorder for like a week and I gained like 10 pounds, but I lost it really quick. But that's besides the point. I know other people have gained like 60, 80, like a lot. And, and they're dealing with that shame. So if you could. Yeah, it's so prominent. It's so prominent. And so the first thing is being aware that if you're listening to this podcast, you're here, you're alive, you're surviving, you're survived that pandemic. Right. And so just giving yourself that acknowledgement because we hate ourselves so much often for our eating behaviors or lack of exercise, not realizing it's our body's job to keep us alive. And again, we are here. So, you know, tick the box there. But again, understanding that it is difficult, right? It is difficult if we gain a lot of weight, especially given the culture that we live in. There's often a lot of fat phobia, but understanding that again, you are so much more than a body, right? We get this idea in our head that we are just what we look like. And, you know, I always challenge people to not make comments about people's bodies, not make comments about people's weight, because when you do that, if I look at you and go, oh my God, you look incredible. Did you lose weight? Then what happens if you gain weight? right? Did I not look good beforehand? I gained weight. Now I'm embarrassed. I don't want to go out because she made all these comments at me looking amazing. And it also reduces us just to our body, right? I'm so much more than my body. But if you look at me and go, oh my gosh, you gained weight or you, you lost weight or whatever, I'm no longer Victoria. I'm no longer this whole person who's inside the body. I'm just my body. So being aware that you are so much more than what you look like. You're so much more than, than your body, but also knowing again, you're not alone. I think there's so much power in understanding that millions and millions of people around the world have gone through the exact same thing, right? We've all been cooped up inside. We've all been eating and it's been stressful. And if you've been eating a lot more food and moving your body a little bit less, knowing our eating habits are often self-protective. So if you're super stressed out, if you're overwhelmed, if you've lost your job, if your savings are dwindling, if people are sick and you're, you're stressed out, like all those kind of things, your eating behaviors can be self-protective, right? It's a way to self-soothe our body, a way to self-medicate. It's actually really incredible that our brain is able to realize like, hey, they're struggling right now. They're going through a tough time. There's an immense amount of stress on them. What would be something that could help them feel better? Recreate a feeling of safety within their own body. And then they go to food. 
So it's our body trying to be our friend. It's our body trying to give us this love and us maybe not quite understanding how it's doing that. So give yourself so much self-compassion. Know that it's okay to gain weight. It doesn't mean anything about you. And your body was doing the exact right thing. There's so much that you said that I want to piggyback off as far as asking, you know, questions from the other side as well, because we're, we're talking about a lot of weight gain, but mm -hmm. We, and I mean, for, for the question posed, and no, they're not alone. A lot of people have, you can see it in the clothes that mm -hmm. are like when you go shopping now, like the whole styles, that whole pilgrim style dress was not because people lost weight, okay? Like that is what Target got going on right now. That is not that reason. And I absolutely agree. Like we should not talk about anybody's bodies. And yes, and identifying ourselves just as how we look, it's so shallow. It completely bypasses the soul of who we truly are because we're so, and once you focus on who you, the, the person, then that other stuff kind of just trips away, but it's, it's hard, it's hard. And it is amazing that our brains do such impeccable things to just, I mean, we don't even understand how much of our brain, you know, that we don't use and um what our subconscious minds do you know mm -hmm. that that safety really comes from that subconscious mind being like oh well you like this there here's that dopamine hit but to make you feel good and whole and oh it's also nutritious you know it feeds you yeah that's i feel that when you go um on the other side of the spectrum of mm -hmm. those that have lost a lot of weight and they can't, they don't feel comfortable talking about it for one. And um, not only is it uncomfortable for them to talk about, but they're almost in a sense of denial, like that they are so obsessive over what they're eating yeah. or not eating that it's causing them, you know, to lose too much weight. How, how would you talk to them? Yeah. First of all, I have been there. Like I have personally been there. I know how tough it is and the juxtaposition of being praised for having lost weight while also feeling completely broken inside and empty. And all you can think about is food and all you're doing is worrying about your body and doing a thousand ab checks a day, you know, checking yourself in the mirror and it does consume your entire life. So just know again, you're not alone in that. Like wherever you are on that spectrum with food, you are not alone in that. And so many people, we don't talk about it. So we feel like we're alone. And it's through that isolation that it drives that shame, right? It's through that feeling of I'm alone in this and there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You live in a culture that puts our bodies as our biggest importance. We're sold products to tell us that if I look this way or if I buy this diet plan or whatever, I'm going to be happier on the other side of it. No one starts out a diet plan or a workout regime, you know, thinking that, oh, this is going to become obsessive. This is going to take over my whole life. This will become oh. disordered eating or eating disorder, right? Like it's, and that's the same thing for me. It was like, oh, I just want to gain, like, I want to lose a few pounds. Like, I just want to feel better in my clothes, but it can take on a life of its own, right? It can really start to spiral. So with those people, the first thing I would definitely absolutely say is reach out and talk to someone about it because 
all these kind of eating behaviors, they thrive in the shame and shame is that secrecy, right? Shame is the feeling of disconnection and isolation. And so trying to beat that on our own, our thoughts aren't necessarily serving us that point, right? So if we're obsessing about food, likely in a lot of fear, we're in that sympathetic, we're in that fight or flight mode. We're not actually even able to access our prefrontal cortex, which is our rational future thinking, goal setting, everything. So we're not quite clearly thinking. And if we're not eating enough food, we're not even nourished enough to properly think, right? And of course, as well, if, you, if you're someone who's maybe lost a lot of weight or maybe now you find yourself binging, for example, so a lot of restriction throughout the day, not eating a lot of food then eating a ton into the evening. That's a self-protection move. That's not, I don't have enough willpower. That's not, I don't have enough motivation. That's your body's doing its job to keep you alive, right? So shame is honestly at the core of all of our eating behaviors, all of our relationship with our body and everything. And shame is, again, is very much driven by the fear of disconnection and thus isolation. And why your brain is doing that is because of something called oxytocin. Oxytocin is a neurotransmitter for feeling a part of a group for bonding, for feeling like you fit into your tribe. And so even something you can do, like I know for myself was I had a social media feed when I was really struggling and it was all women who had six pack abs and were models and looked perfect and ate perfectly, which meant that I felt like I had to live that because my brain was seeing itself in this tribe, right? Again, operating if it's thousands of years ago, that's more primitive part of my brain. It's thinking that I don't fit into my tribe right? If I'm only seeing women of perfect abs, then of course I'm going to become obsessive about food if I eat a cookie or something else because my brain is going to go, yeah, but then you're not going to look like people you see on social media, right? And then what happens? Your brain goes, yeah, and then you get kicked out of the tribe and then you're not going to survive and then you die alone. Like your brain really goes to that kind of extreme survival side. So creating even a virtual environment for yourself where you feel supported, where you feel, you know, following people who are intuitive eating coaches or talk about intuitive eating, following accounts that are about body confidence and body positivity and haze, health at every size, really create an environment for yourself where it feels safe to be yourself, safe to eat food, safe to accept your body. Maybe that is even books, like books like Anti-Diet or The Fuck It Diet or listening to different podcasts, but really immerse yourself in an environment where you're able to remove a lot of that shame, where you're not only seeing yourself represented in all these different ways, but you're teaching yourself how to feel safe within yourself. I love all of those suggestions. <laughs> I really do. And I was, I was listening as, because in, as you were sharing your story, um, I relate to it too, because recently when I was um, training for a bikini competition, it, I became extremely obsessive and I, and I didn't realize how fast that could happen. Like, and, and so when I say, when I said what I said, I, I say it from, from a point of experience because it wasn't even something that I really gave too much thought to mm -hmm. until, until that time. And I just was like, no one wants to listen to somebody that looks like me talk about this, you know, like complain about not being, because within competition, you have to be a certain body percentage. You have to, and at the, at the time in my life, it was not the best time for me to do that. I, I, I needed to know a lot more about my own eating habits because I've been losing weight for the past five years. Mm. So I needed to know more about how I viewed that mm. and the importance of just being kind to yourself along the process because it can so easily 
become extremely obsessive because I was, I mean, I was looking at myself in the mirror and like filters also don't help. I had to stop using Snapchat. Like I had, and that's just, that's a whole nother thing. I'm more so felt like not only on the skinny side, but like, I just wasn't pretty enough. So my body, like social media, a lot of other things, but that, that all made it. So it was like, I just felt like I was the ugliest person in the world. And I had no idea, like of the people that told me I was pretty were lying to me, you know, just stupid, stupid stuff. But I'm so happy that you could actually explain why that was and give it the science backed, you know, information for it. Like, I absolutely love that. Um, that's part of the reason I was like, so happy to have you on simply because you actually know what you're talking about. It was, it's, it's, you know, it's hard to find exactly what you're looking for. And it's, it's your, your assistant reached out to me and I'm just like, Oh my God. Yes. I've been looking for you. You know, I, <laughs> Hey, do you want to join this conversation? Do you have input that you would love to give? Join Level Up with Liv Facebook community for badass spiritual women. It's all about accountability and motivation. And we talk about these podcasts as well. The link to join is in the show notes below. <sighs> I'm here. No, um, but it's really important to have that community because I did reach out to friends yeah. and, um, you have a community and you have a course. So I'd love for you to talk more about that. Yeah, well, it, exactly what you said. It's all about community. And we are such a social species. Our brain thinks something has gone wrong if we're not engaging in a connection. And the striving for perfection drives disconnection. And because we're humans and we can't be perfect, right? We think we just have to, we tell ourselves, well, I wasn't perfect enough. So if I just lost a little more weight, then I'll be happy, right? That drives, and then I'm home, you know, weighing my chicken on a scale and not going out for meals with my friends, right? Further disconnection. So it can really become a downward spiral. So anyways, yes. So my course, I'm so excited about this. So it's called the Craving Food Freedom Online Course. And it's everything that changed my own life, saved my life. It's the coaching program that I teach women normally one-on-one, but because I sold out of that and because I don't have enough time, um, I put it into a course and it's my most favorite thing. It's the science, it's the tools. So I I call my EAT framework, EAT, um, education, accountability, and tools. And so education. So again, explaining, like you were saying before, about the dopamine, like the neurotransmitters in the brain or oxytocin and telling yourself and learning, you know, I'm not broken there's nothing wrong with me. And again, that is what shame is all about. We think something's wrong with us. And so if I say to you, oh, you're eating this way because of this, or I feel this way because of that, it's all like, oh, that's why. Like this is removing that shame, removing that something wrong with you. And then from there, we're able to add in the tools. So when I talk about intuitive eating, when I started my journey, I was so confused and scared because I was going from hyper control, hyper fixation, calorie counting, macro counting to all of a sudden, food freedom. I can eat whatever I want. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to eat nothing but donuts. And like, this sounds terrifying. And it's such a huge leap. And the resources that were available weren't really kind of bridging that gap. 
And so that's really what this course does is it's taking you step by step by step. It's teaching you everything you need to know with the foundation of science, giving you that education, giving you the tools, because as we know, you know, habits are just neural pathways that have been fired on time and time again. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we can't expect to all of a sudden just be this new person because we decide to. So taking those tools, having that understanding of why am I doing this, right? That science and removing that shame that consistently being able to fire on those pathways means that's how we create these new habits. That's how we learn to trust ourselves around food. That's when we learn to have that food freedom. But again, it's kind of building those steps along the way instead of just taking a leap. And then all the time people will take that leap and then freak out because they're just like, ah, it's too much like out of control. Right. And then they retreat back to the control of dieting. So I love this course. Um, yeah, it's, you can take it anytime. Like it's, you can start it at any time. It's self-paced. There's a Facebook group. So you can check in with me. You can also do the VIP upgrade to get one-on-one coaching with me as well. So you can kind of use that in tandem. Um, but yeah, it's, it's my most favorite thing. (laughs) I, it sounds extremely helpful too, Mm -hmm. because just, I know how much time it probably took you to find all those resources, you know, just getting the, I, I know like yeah. getting my, my eating list together for certain things or like the, like what actually figuring out nutrition in general for the regular, for the regular person yeah. is very hard. It's a lot harder than it should be. But the reason it's so hard is because people are consistently throwing you ads of, oh, you need this new supplement to make your life so much better. And all the free radicals, you need to fight against those. And, oh, you know, keto's great for you. And, you know, don't ever eat a carb again, you know, stuff like that. So <laughs> not realizing that carbs are not bad for you. Mm-hmm. Um, no, seriously, like for, it, yeah. it was, I had to look at food real different. And when I realized like, oh, I can eat a balanced diet, enjoy everything I'm eating mm-hmm. and, and be happy with who I am and where I'm at. Yep. And I love that, that you, you provide that for your clients. It's such an empowering way to live honestly. And I always look at it from a very feminist approach where, you know, it's, it's such a trade-off. There's an opportunity cost to be constantly worrying about food in our body. If I'm doing that, I'm not sitting at the table. I'm not smashing the glass ceiling. I'm not going for the job interview. I'm not traveling the world, not buying that plane ticket. Right. Cause I'm sitting there being like, okay, well, if I had this many calories and this, I have this many, I'm that's what my time and energy is going towards. Like, what could that be going towards? And it gets me so riled up because women have been taught to control their diet, control their body, shrink themselves, focus on everything they're eating and how they look to the world. And it's, it's so, it's exhausting. Right. And, you know, especially if you've been socialized as a woman, obviously it's for men as well. They have that to some degree, but especially if you're a woman, it's very much a way to control women, keep women in their place as it were. And so by rejecting that and by stepping into something like what I teach intuitive eating and having that freedom and eating just becomes easy and effortless. It doesn't take up all that real estate in your brain anymore. It's like, what could you do with your life? Right. For me, it's like I quit my fancy corporate job. I sold everything I own. I bought a one way ticket to Bali, lived there for two years, just moved back to Canada for a little bit, heading to Europe soon. Like you can do anything you want with your life. But none of this was even conceivable to me because I was spending so much time worrying about food and my body before. How long did you spend worrying about it? Like, how long did you battle with that? 
I mean, it's hard to remember a time that I didn't. I mean, even from the the youngest age of like five years old, I'm five foot 10 now. So I'm quite tall and I'm quite strong and muscular, but obviously like oh, I wow. stuck out. Five ten. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would not have guessed that. I would have thought you were like my height. I didn't think you were short, but I'm five seven. Yeah. And most people that, but I don't know. I didn't think you were like five four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm tall and I love it now. But when I was growing up, everyone treated me way older and I had a lot of body dysmorphia and issues. And I was always in a bit of a larger body than anyone my age. And so this whole idea and, you know, kicking off with my mental health, right? Like I struggled with massively with anxiety and depression from a very young age and struggling with my body weight as well. I, it really compounded on this idea that if I lost weight, if I looked a certain way, then I would be happy. I wouldn't have that depression. I wouldn't have that anxiety because I thought my body was the root of all my problems. And so, you know, from the age of 12, I was on and off bulimic, right? Like I was so emotionally eating, binge eating, going through restrictions. You know, I was on, I found my Google photos from, I don't even know, like maybe 10, I guess they upload automatically had no idea, found like screenshots. My entire phone, I guess, was just been screenshots of Pinterest, like weight loss and abs and workout. And I was like, that was my entire world. So from age 12 to 21, 22, so about 10 years, a good 10 years was like all over the place. Like my whole world was food and body and trying to be perfect and feeling, you know, just completely disconnected, so upset, so depressed, so anxious. So I was a, a mess for a very long time, um, which even makes it now, you know, I don't regret that part of my life. I don't get frustrated or anything because I appreciate so much more where I am now, right? It's that contrast of life that makes it beautiful. And you have so much further to go. And it's such a good thing that you realized it when you could and when you did, and, you know, you made the change and now you're helping other women so they don't have to deal with the same, you know, the same issues, you know? Yeah because it, it is so crippling and it's it's all consuming and as well it's you you pass it on to your kids like if you have kids right I work so many women and if you don't keep certain foods in the house if you're making comments about your body you are generation generationally passing passing that on to your kids right now they're going to have body issues now they're going to have food issues they'll pass that on to their kids right so like are you going to be the change are you going to be the one that says you know what i'm done with this i'm done letting this control my life i'm not going to be the 90 year old in the nursing home who turns down the pudding cup right like it's it's never too late to get started but get started on this work because it will free you in your life so more personal question. Yeah. What do you read for like motivation? Like what's a, what's a book you've read this summer? I am obsessed at the moment with Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of this book. I've Have you heard, heard it? it? I think it's on my um, list. It is. I feel like she was speaking to my soul. Like she was someone who struggled with you know, emotionally regulating and with bulimia and feeling like she had to show up a for, like a certain way and feeling like very caged in her life. And every word she spoke, I was just like, it just like hit me like a dagger. And I was like, oh, I feel so seen. So I would highly recommend that book to every single woman and man. Um, it's a really great read. It's a fast read. It's like a composition of a bunch of small stories that kind of have an awesome through line, but highly recommend that book. Yeah. Okay. I found it. I've got it. You've got to check them out. Ed Wilette for motivation. That's definitely one of my favorites. What, what about yours? Who's, who's somebody else that you like? So this is kind of, I'm 
really loving. So it's not necessarily a person, but I'm kind of obsessed with like just learning. So I recently signed up for masterclass. I don't know if you've heard about masterclass. It's like, I'm sure you've gotten a million Facebook ads from them, but it's like everyone who's the top in their field basically teaches you like a masterclass that is like three and a half, four hours long. So I'm writing a book right now and I'm taking writing classes like on this online platform from like Margaret Atwood and Dan Brooke and like the uh, JL Stein, like all the like top writers in the world. So it's that I find so motivating to learn from people who are at the top of their craft. And then this program masterclass is not even just about writing. Like there's other ones, like I'm taking another one on sleep right now. I'm taking another one soon by RuPaul on confidence. Like there's literally every single type of person. Cool. Right. Serena Williams, like there's literally every single per- Gordon Ramsay, like every person who's the top of their field teaches one of these master classes. And like there's so many. So I signed up for that and I'm like obsessed with it. Like I can listen to it on audio or I can stream it to my TV or on my phone or my laptop. Like highly recommend it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do that. Okay. So where do you see yourself in the next three years? Hmm. I see myself doing a lot of speaking engagements. I love being on stage. I used to be terrified. I used to actually have a note from my doctor to get me out of speaking engagements because I had to pass out. Now I love them. I did a lot of Toastmasters. Um, and so doing like workshops, doing speaking events, like my one of my list of things to do is like a, a TED talk. So like I'd love to do a TEDx in the next few years. Um, I'm picturing the next three years, like my book will be out, published, hopefully working on a sequel. Uh, what else will I be doing? I will still be doing like these courses and these programs and podcasts because I just, I genuinely love connecting with people and help people and sharing information. And like, it's, I just have such a teacher kind of quality to me that I've kind of really realized over the past few years. And I just love learning and acquiring knowledge and just becoming the best version of myself, but also in doing so, passing along the information and it's just, yeah. So that's kind of my plans the next few years. And I have no idea where, where I'll be living, maybe in Europe, maybe in Asia, who knows, maybe in South America, no idea. <laughs> you're, but you're like staying away from the U.S. <laughs> Probably. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I don't have anything against the U.S., but it's so similar to Canada. Like if I'm in North I, America, it's like, no I might as well just be home. Here. No judgment. But I'll go visit. I'll come visit. I'll say hi, you know. I want to... <laughs> I hear, I feel you on that. Um, I, I'm going to, I think that's going to be great. I also want to be, I have TEDx on my vision board. Um, I love that. And when your book comes out, I want to read it. Like send me the link. I will purchase it, get it sent to my house, like hardback, like everything, not just audible. So (laughs) awesome. I will do for sure. Yeah, no, for real. And I, I mean, I'm, you do such amazing things. And I'm just so grateful that you came and shared so much of your knowledge. And, you know, thank you so much for coming on today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Honestly, I, I live these conversations as I was saying. So yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. And guys, definitely check her out. Her links are in the show notes below. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.